3: going on y'all we are back with another edition of no bets barred this week we are here to preview ufc apex 58 the battle of the rafael's it is uh rafael fazeev going up against rafael dos años but before we do that jed what is going on man how was the holiday weekend how was ufc 276 how are we feeling
4: holiday weekend was good man i'm not feeling the best just because <laughs> You know, you, you get the big the big event hangover, and I, I had a particularly long weekend because I, I was at PFL on Friday, uh, cage side working that event, Kayla Harrison, the most dominant fighter in the sport, um, doing the damn thing again, and so I, I had a really late night Friday, and then obviously Saturday... Saturday is the show, you know, so very late night, both nights this weekend. And then and then you're just right into the fourth. No, no break. All gas. So it is. uh, I am recuperating. Um, My bank account is recuperating because it wasn't (laughs) the best. You know, uh, I learned an important lesson, though, Connor. I learned a very important lesson this weekend. Please share. Every single one of the bets that I made that I wouldn't have made. Uh, that I was just like, ah, I need to get action down on this Donald Cerrone, Jim Miller fight. I'll, I'll go to the dog. I'll just fire on the dog. Nope. Uh, green. Nope. Like all of them just, uh, just grows Clark. Nope. Just bricked on all of them. Had I just bet the fights that I felt good and like that I felt I had a good read on still would have had some misses. You know, I I think I, I had an Izzy by KO prop that wouldn't have hit that I would have felt good on, but... I would have finished up a little bit of a little money instead of just trying to have fun at the Super Bowl. And that's how they get you. That's how the books get you. You try to have too much fun and you throw away your reason. And so now now we're chasing it on, Let's be, let's be honest, not the world's greatest card this weekend.
3: No, not the world's greatest card at all. This is the card where you want to avoid the thing we did last week of just like, let's get action down on every single fight
4: oh oh, heavens no do not bet on every fight on this card unless you unless you know something but i sure don't i am throwing darts in in the dark right now (laughs) i got no clue what's happening this weekend
3: i got a couple darts too yeah that's another thing not not only is like we we get the hangover from ufc 276 massive card had like 15 bets in play but we go to this card which isn't the best card there's some interesting fights on it But a lot of these fights are like 50-50 coin flip fights, and I think that's reflected in the odds. Now that David Onama is off the card, I think Saeed Nurmagomedov is the biggest favorite, and he's at like minus 255. Like, I feel like there's no real sure things on this card. I think it's just a a really tough card uh, to break down from a betting standpoint. We're heading back to the apex, which is always great from a fan perspective. Uh, Yeah, it's a a tough card this week. I'll, I'll admit that it's a tough card this week.
4: It, it is, and uh, I I think that's going to be reflected in our bets. Uh, we've been we were talking about it before we hit air. I don't have a lot this week, so I think this is going to be one of our shorter episodes because I I'll be honest, I frankly don't have a lot to say about most of these fights. I think, you know, uh, we could talk, we we could go into them, but do I doubt anyone is that riveted to hear uh, an expose on Jamie Pickett versus Dennis dude whose name I can't say. Uh, it's just. Well, I think we knock. lost that fight. I think it's off. Oh, is that fight gone too?
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah I think wow. we're down to 11 fights now.
4: Well, that is helpful. I love... I, 10 is... For for my money, 10 is always a sweet spot of fights. I think that is the perfect number to not have the card take too long, spend too much time doing this. But 11 will work. Uh, well, but my point stands. We just... Eamon Z- uh, Zahabi, Ricky Tercios, like, we don't need to spend 20 minutes talking about that fight. Yes. There's Facts. just not... For as much as there are some, some relevant fights and like you said, some pretty good, well made, competitive fights, this is not a card that is going to uh to shock the world. So we don't need to spend an infinite amount of time on it. And because I have so few bets and you have so few bets, I think we can we can keep this keep this pithy, baby.
3: Let's do it. Let's uh let's dive right into it. Let's get into UFC Apex fifty eight.
4: Battle of the Battle Rafael's. Of the Rafael's.
3: Uh, who will come the champion? One Rafael to rule them all. That is where we will begin in the main event. It is a lightweight bout. Rafael Dos Anjos coming in as the underdog at plus 170. Going up against Rafael Fazeev. The favorite at minus 200. Fight goes the distance is minus 150. Fight does not go the distance. is plus 110. Do you have a side in this one?
4: I do have a side. Do you have a side?
3: I don't have a side. I'm just playing oh, okay. a prop and a parlay, but I'm curious... To hear your side,
4: so uh, I'm curious to hear your prop and your parlay, but I will give you my rundown. First of all, I want to say the single most important thing about this fight, and it is: this fight is everything that's wrong with the UFC, because this is a good fight. This is a great fight. This is a fight that is relevant. This is a fight that matters. This is a fight that was organically created by Rafael Fiziev who called out Dos Anjos because they have the same name, the same spelling of the same first name. And Fazeev said, hey, let's fight for the name. Like, let's do the, see who the best Rafael is. And that is a very stupid but brilliant thing to do. And if the UFC was a promotion worth their salt, there would be something on the line here. They would have codified this idea into something stupid, like a crown or the golden Raphael name tag. They could have done anything that is cool and promotionally fun and interesting. And like straight up, I would care so much more about this. And so would random casual people. If they just had fun and did stupid stuff like that, where it is on a platter for them to do it. And instead, this is a fight that matters. And I will be honest. I don't care at all about because I'm, I still got the hangover from two seventy six international fight week and, We've got two, uh, two seventy seven. Honestly, not that far away, and so it's this is a card that's going to get lost in the shuffle, and they could have made it stand out in a very relevant lightweight matchup. But they're friggin' losers, man, and it bothers <laughs> the hell out of me.
3: Okay, one, I, I've immediately fallen in love with uh, the golden name tag. Maybe like a, maybe like a name tag that almost looks like a belt, but it says Rafael on it, yeah. and that's what you win, and that's what you get to wear from now on, and That'd no be dope. one. And, like, say Rafael Fazeev is the one that wins. You can no longer refer to Rafael Dos Anjos as Rafael. You have to just call him RDA. Yeah, uh, RDA in any UFC or R Dos Anjos.
4: Like or just Dos Anjos. Like, you just can't use... Like, they should do stuff like that.
3: It's literally wiped from our memory. I, I'm with you. Two. Yes, another thing about this card is me, and me not caring is that I'm going to the event next week in Long Island. Then we have UFC London after that. Then we have UFC 277 the week after that. Like, yeah. it's just like... It feels like this would have been a good spot to take a week off for the UFC.
4: I mean, for sure. It, this, Honestly, they probably realistically should always take a week off after pay-per-views, but especially after huge ones. That's just not going to fit their timeline and the events they have to do. I recognize that. Yeah. But for me, it is always just a question of, do you guys even have fun like doing your jobs, UFC? Because... The golden name tag idea, I literally thought of that four seconds ago. Like, while I was talking, I was just like, "Oh, that's kind of stupid and interesting. And it legitimately would be stupid and really interesting. And, like, they just don't do... There's nothing outside of the same boxes they work in. And so that's why this card... No one's going to watch this card. This card's going to be completely forgotten. It's going to have terrible viewership. And... All of these fights are decent. Like, they're all at least very competitive fights, and you could pull people in. There are ways to make people care, and they're just not doing it. But it's enough of my soapbox. Let's talk (laughs) about the fight, because I don't want us to take three hours on a fight card that we don't have a lot of action on. For me, I am backing Rafael Dos Anjos to retain the title of Best Rafael, I am backing him for a couple of reasons. The primary one is the price. Uh, I think at plus one seventy that price is good enough for me to feel there is value there. And the second one is, uh, don't get me wrong, I, I love Faziv as a prospect. I think he is not, you know, he's not my top tier kind of lightweight prospect. Some of the other guys, uh I mean Armand Sarukian, uh, um, Matush Gamrat, like those dudes are Cream of the crop, A-plus, number one. I think both of them would wreck Fazeev. But I think this dude is still a guy who is probably going to have a run here at the top of the division, top 15-ish guy. But we, RDA is not done. And I I would say he's probably not at his best right now. He's 38 years old, I think, something like that. But this man uh, looked really good against Paul Felder. Granted, there was a lot at play there in his return to lightweight. But his struggles have, have always been, or at least particularly recently, have been with dudes who are just being undersized as a, as a welterweight and getting outgrappled. Bunch of dudes up there just took him the hell down. He couldn't really do anything about it. And that is that is not a, a problem at play here with Fiziev. I think he's going to be the bigger man. I love, I think RDA's pressure style will prove particularly effective against Fiziv. Um Just... You know, working those body kicks into him, marching him down, hitting him with volume, and being able to shoot those takedowns. I think he's going to have success backing Fazeev up, getting Fazeev to the ground. He's a very underrated top game control wrestler, positional grappler, and I, I would straight, I will straight up pick him to win this fight. Uh, based on kind of, I think he's still got enough juice in the tank. I think this is a good, a favorable style matchup for him. And I think that championship experience and the way he fights is really conducive to fighting guys who are smaller than him in the smaller apex cage. Uh, And so I I would take him straight up. And so certainly when I'm getting what I think is pretty good value at plus 170 is what DraftKings has him at right now, I'm taking the shot on the underdog. Give me RDA. You could also sell me on an RDA by decision. Uh, my, My main problem there is just that we haven't, it's five rounds, and so that makes it feel more, there's a lot more opportunity, and we haven't seen Fazeev go get dragged into deep waters. I could see RDA taking him down early, wearing him out, and getting a later stoppage, so I'm just taking the underdog RDA straight, plus 170.
3: I considered the RDA by decision prop. I've been kind of waffling with this fight, and I think it's going to be a razor-thin fight, and I do actually think it goes to a decision like you were saying, which is the recent history should just suggest that I take the dog on it, and I haven't pulled the trigger yet. I have come very close on taking RDA, but the fact that you're on him, well, let's um, do it, baby. Come on, let's. I'm let's, thinking about having on with you. Let's, let's do a little let's back let's do a little bulldog bet here on the main event. Let's let's ride with RDA. Let's keep the dream alive. Let's lives.
4: go. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm gonna do it. Oh oh oh! All right, RDA. This, this car got so much more interesting right there. I love it
3: oh we're gonna I have some fun with it. it now uh yeah. my parlay piece what i did was just the over two and a half at minus 300 oh uh, wow
4: so did i <laughs> oh really I, have that. I i looked at that. that is uh i mean that that just feels way too good like i expected over two and a half to be a higher number because the over the over under like the regular is four and a half so i yes. figured two and a half would be a much higher jack it's it's not so it's i have just, that parlayed with one other thing on the card
3: yeah it just it just feels like a fight that is going to go long the durability of RDA I mean eight straight fights have gone over two and a half uh five of which were uh 25 minute decisions um you know Fazeev it's a little shakier there like half of his UFC fights have gone under the two and a half but he just hasn't fought a guy like RDA yet I just don't see him getting an early stoppage in this one I don't know if I see him getting a stoppage at all uh maybe in the later rounds but I think it goes to a decision, but for this parlay's sake, I'm going to play it safe, you know, ride the two and a half with you there. So both yeah. of us are going to be on the underdog in RDA in the main event, and both of us have the over two and a half uh, parlayed at minus 300.
4: I love it. That's a very strong start to the night. Just, just total agreement in the main event.
3: Fantastic. Hopefully it works out for us. Let's keep it rolling Hopefully. with the co-main, <laughs> the co-main event of the evening. A middleweight bout. It is Cal Baralho going up against Armin Petrosian. Uh, Baralho minus two fifteen. Petrosian coming back at plus one eighty five. I actually can't believe how much the line has moved on this. I took Cal last what week did he at, open at? at min- he opened at like minus one eighty. He dropped down to minus one forty. Sat there for like a week. I I grabbed him at minus one forty, and he's just been ballooning up since. Um, I don't. I don't. I can't decide if I would take him at this number now. I mean, I feel, I feel pretty confident. Him. Like, yeah, like I think, I think he's the real deal. I think he looked great. I think he's, his he's well-rounded. I think his ground game is going to come in a uh, very good use in this fight. Petrosian doesn't have that much of a ground game. I think the striking probably pretty even on the feet, the karate style of Bravo is sort of tough to deal with. He can knock people out. He can submit people. He, you know, he can go to decisions. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like him to win this fight. That's uh, that's pretty much how I feel about it. I I, th- I think he's going to win the fight, so that's why I played him.
4: Fair enough. I uh, I also think he's going to win this fight. I was debating taking him at the at the two fifteen price uh, and putting him in in the parlay I have going. It's uh, but I decided ultimately that I, I'd rather keep that parlay at two legs because it pays out close to even money, so I don't need any any extra. And instead, I took uh, my one prop of, of the uh, of this fight card. I took Baraleo, uh inside the distance at plus one thirty. Um, like for all the reasons, yeah, for all the reasons you said. Um, I, I think he can score takedowns. Uh, I, I was trying to s- debate if I wanted to take a shot at submission versus TKO. But Braulio has actually had a history of getting finishes from mount and from back mount with punches and not, not finding the sub. He, he he is, he has subbed people before, but not his go-to. So just feel a lot less confident knowing which way he's going to finish it. But I do think he's going to be able to take Petrosian down and there's a, a world of difference between them down there. So I, uh, I took Baragio inside the distance at plus plus one thirty and that's uh, for again, for most of the same reasons that you like him to win the fight.
3: Yeah, I think he's definitely going to be able to take him down in nine minutes of uh, UFC work. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, in 19 minutes of UFC work, uh, Petrosyan has been taken down five times. So I think. Uh, Muratio
4: has take. I don't. I'm not looking at the numbers, but he has a high rate of success. I remember when I was looking into it he he finishes takedowns and does it very and, and shoots them fairly regularly. So, I yeah. think. You know, you take protrusion down, put him on put him on his back, and then just go to work.
3: I agree, man. Hopefully it gets it done for us. Come in event right now. We're we're riding lockstep. Let's keep it going. Next up, a bantam weight bout. We have Saeed Nermakamedov coming in at minus two fifty-five against Douglas Silva de Andraj at plus two fifteen. Under is set at two and a half. Under is minus one thirty. Over two and a half is even money. When I first looked at this fight, I thought I might be taking an underdog shot on uh, Douglas Silva de Andrade, uh, but then I looked into it more, and I decided not to take a, a shot on it, and I'm actually parlaying up the over two and a half in the main event with Saeed Nurmagomedov, parlay pays out at minus 118 or whatever, uh, I mean, Andraj He's getting old, but, I mean, he's still in unbelievable shape. Uh, he has huge knockout power. He has he has the ability to submit people. But just going back and watching that Morozov fight uh, from, I think it was 271, I mean, Morozov looked fantastic until he didn't, until he got rocked by De Andrade.
4: absolutely killing uh, yes. DSA.
3: Yeah, like he—Morozov looked fantastic. I think Saeed—I know it's a Nurmagomedov— if you're new to this, he's not the wrestling type. He is not the lay on you, grind you out. He is sick on the feet. I mean, he is just nasty uh, on the feet. I think he's going to be able to avoid that power shot, and I think he's going to find a lot of the same successes that Morozov found in that fight. But I think he'll either be able to get DSA out of there or win by decision.
4: Yeah, we uh, we had relatively uh, similar reads on this as well. So when I looked at it, I just uh, initial reaction was... Uh, Douglas O'Dandridge is he's the kind of guy who is a a sneaky underdog because he is has such power he's such a good athletic and and well-rounded fighter in a lot of ways he can turn fights around like the Morozov fight uh very very quickly but I I got the same conclusions as you I just he's just not as good on the feet uh as as Saeed and I don't have an I don't have a bet here though because of the other parts of of DSA. Uh yeah, I think Saeed should beat him, but I I thought uh Morozov was going to handle him and I felt great about that right up until the moment things turned quickly. <laughs> uh I'm I'm just a little wary of the power, the explosion, the athleticism, the uh the kind of I won't say durability because he's not the most durable fighter. But as long as he is in there, he is a threat, and that just makes me think. I don't have, I'm I, like I said at the start of this, a little bit of a of a hangover from 271 or 276, sorry. <laughs> um, and I'm I'm gonna take it a lot more cautious this week. So no bet on this one for me. But I have the same read. That's smart.
3: I'm uh yeah, I'm probably gonna be sweating it out because as long as uh you know DSA is in there, he is lethal. For Always a, a threat.
4: Always a threat.
3: All right, well, let's keep it rolling then on the main card. Next up, a heavyweight bout. The most anticipated heavyweight fight uh, since Badeau-Parisian. I can't believe
4: this fucking fight is happening. I can't believe it's happening on the main card. I can't can't believe it's happening in general. I extremely cannot believe it's happening on the main card. And (laughs) when I I was talking with somebody about this uh, yesterday when I realized that this fight was happening and it didn't strike me until that very moment. You know why UFC 276 was awesome? Like, the whole fight card had no light heavyweights or heavyweights on it, and it damn sure didn't have Chase Sherman versus friggin' Jared Vandera. Like, what a garbo.
3: I I don't understand, though, like, the infatuation with having heavyweights on the main card. Like, it just feels like if there's a heavyweight fight, they they have to put it on the main card.
4: Uh, I don't... I, I, I don't get it, man. I don't understand it. I I am I do not mean I know actually I was gonna preface this and say I don't mean this disrespectfully. i frankly don't care. I don't understand why either of these men have jobs in the UFC right now. They are collectively 0 7 in their over their last seven fights. Like Shea Sherman's on a four fight losing streak, uh Vanderrauz on a three fight losing streak. Neither of these dudes are going to be serious title contenders or or probably even serious top fifteen threats. going like, to say that to I don't make think, it to the rankings.
3: Yeah, they can't. They're not going to make it to the rankings. I mean, they're they're a combined uh, four and thirteen in their UFC careers.
4: I mean, I never want to say never, just because heavyweight is heavyweight, and Vanderzwaan's <laughs> at least like yes. only thirty. But no, like yeah, these dudes—they're just not it, and that's okay. And if you want to keep them employed for whatever reason, I guess. But don't put them on the main card of anything. Like just that. This is the curtain jerker. Like that. Just do that. I, I don't know what the hell's going on here. Um, I do have a side because I'm a freaking moron. Though. What about you?
3: Uh, yeah, you got a side. Uh, I don't have a side. I have a prop. I have a fun prop. Uh, oh, it I kinda love kinda fun just, props. It kind of just spoke to me. Uh, I don't know why. Um, it's sort of like that. Uh, the Chris Curtis goes to decision thing. This one just kind of stuck out to me. It's uh, Jared Vandera by submission uh, uh, at plus spectacular. at plus five fifty. So the Olenek fight, you know, it's been circling Twitter this week of uh, Olenek right after the fight, teaching him the neck crank and everything yeah, like that. I recall, and I was like, "What? Well, what was that fight like?" And I go back and I watch it, and I mean, Vandera had his back for like. A decent amount of time had the oh, hooks no. in. Was, oh, no. I,
4: I had a bet on him? He it... was
3: going for the rear naked chokes. He threw up a triangle at one point. Like he tried to get an arm bar as well. Like it looked like he was pretty decent. I do some more research. I was unaware of the fact that Jared is a BJJ black belt. Yep. Uh, I know there's levels to this BJJ black belt. Um, so what he is coming in here to fight for his job against the guy in Chase Sherman who the last two times he went out there got submitted in the first two rounds. My worry is Jared only has one takedown in his UFC career. Chase Sherman obviously is not going to be going for any takedowns. I'm hoping that he turns the fight IQ on, goes for that takedown, gets him down, and uses that just wizardry of BJJ that we saw against Alexi Linick but this time he finishes the job and gets Chase Sherman out of there. Jared Vandera by submission plus 550.
4: It's very fun. I respect it. I won't be joining you, but I, I, love, I love the idea. I love the enthusiasm.
3: It's a quarter unit, so I feel all right with it. Yeah. yeah.
4: I, uh, I took Chase Sherman. Um, wow. I, I, <laughs> it, I don't feel good about it, and I almost regretted it the moment I clicked submit. But this
3: bet is in. This bet is this,
4: submitted. This bet's in, because I couldn't, I couldn't walk it back. I was just like, look, both of these men are bad. I, I maintain that firmly. Uh, I bet Jared Vanderaugh against Alex Olynyk for specifically because I was like, Alex is is 107 and can't get punched in the face anymore. And Jared Vandera is at least a BJJ black belt and probably won't get like Olinik jitsu if it goes to the floor. And then he can stand up and just chuck ham hocks at his head. And he did it until he stopped doing it and was dead. And it was the whole time he's down there playing with him. It was like, you're the stupidest man alive. You're the stupidest man alive. You're the stupidest man alive. Just stand up. At one up. point, it looked, Just like, you stand it looked it, like you had
3: the RNC. It looked like you had the choke. It was for all a so
4: dumb. It was all so dumb. And so I want you to know that uh, while everything you said was fun, it all hinged on that one very important statement. I hope that the fight IQ is going to come into play. He didn't have the fight <laughs> IQ to not grapple with Alexio freaking yeah. Linick. Yeah. I, don't, I don't trust this man's fight IQ at all. Chase Sherman, I straight up just think is a better fighter. I'm not saying he's a good fighter, and he has very clear deficiencies. But he at least is going about MMA in the right way. He's just not good. But like what he's trying to accomplish, he throws at a very. He has a very high work rate. Um, he's relatively light on his feet. He doesn't have a bunch of KO power, but he's trying to be well conditioned and kind of wear fighters down over time. Uh, he throws leg kicks really nicely. Um, which you don't see a ton of that in the heavyweight division. Like I, I, I like what he's trying to do, even if he's not very good at it. And so, getting him at plus, uh, one fifty five is the number. And I just said, screw it. Um, it, it won't, it will in no way shock me if he trips, falls over, and Vanderau is able to, you know, jump on top and submit him. But I think he is more fleet of foot. He has got faster hands. Certainly throws with higher volume. he can just kind of pepper and this is this is bad heavyweight so it's a five minute fight it says 15 but Vandera has five minutes to actually like tackle him and score takedowns because after that he's not going to have the juice to to get him to the floor they're just going to be a hugging contest against the fence such that it is so I'm taking Sherman I don't feel great and I certainly don't suggest anyone tail me on this one (laughs) because betting on bad heavyweight is bad idea yeah, what it, I've done.
3: I mean, it's a bad idea. I took a guy that uh, has no submissions since 2017 uh, to win by submission at uh, only
4: plus 550. And I was say and it's at only plus 550. <laughs> yeah. That's the only problem with it, because the rest of your logic is sound.
3: Yeah, I mean, this should be like a $1,200 bet. It but should. Some And angels whispered in my ear on this one, and I'm I'm hoping that I can catch this quarter unit uh, and make away swiftly. Another thing, we talked about not wanting to lay chalk on Ian Gary and uh, Alex Bejeda. <laughs> I do not want to lay chalk on Jared yeah, Van. Never,
4: ne- never do that. So, yeah,
1: minus one—that's oh, eighty. Yeah, minus one 80 yeah
4: 180 is such a stupidly high number. Too, <laughs> it's like how you guys know you've watched this man fight before. Right? He's one in four.
3: Like he's one in four in the UFC. It is, and he's a minus one eighty.
4: It it really, and this is a main card fight. Uh, I mean. I don't know. Beating Justin Taffa is not that that good for me. But <laughs> what, no. what do I know, dude? What do I know? No, no it is not.
3: Uh, all right, so uh, will that be able to eclipse Parisian Badeau for uh, Fight of the Year contender? We will find out Saturday around I think that fight's going to be PM. worse than
4: Parisian Badeau by a considerable margin. We're going to have I'm fun. That's it. all
3: I know. We're going to have fun when when that actually fight comes i around. realized
4: i didn't even look at this what are the props for sherman by decision and what's the over under on this fight i might take the over
3: uh plus 115 for over two and
4: a half uh i'm probably honestly gonna throw something down on on over two and a half let me think about it because maybe i shouldn't but
3: sherman wins by decision plus 500
4: sherman by decision at plus 500 i very much probably going to throw a quarter unit. You know what? I'll just go ahead and say it. I'll throw a little, just a little baby bet on children by decision instead of the over here. Just because plus 500 is a big number. Sure. Why not? Well, let's do it. Why not? Uh, I'm not fun. doing I'm going to have I, fun. No, you have. You've got by submission. I'm I've riding the Darst
3: night, Jared Vandera, <laughs> to Knight. get this one done.
4: <laughs> well, I, honestly, I hope you're right and maybe I'll learn a lesson to stop betting on freaking heavyweights
3: I mean, it, if he locks up a choke, dude, you are going to see me hysterically laughing like and like you can oh, tell Sherman's about the tap. Like his face should. starts getting red and it's like,
4: oh, Sherman might tap here. And then you see his hand come up and you see him tap like I will be dying laughing uh, as you should. I honestly I hope that I hope that wins for you. I'm I am more supportive of your bet in this instance. Than I am in mine. Thank you. That's how I, stupid I, appreciate I think my you. bet I, is.
3: I appreciate you backing me. So, you're not only going with uh, Chase Sherman money line, we're also getting some Chase Sherman by decision. Uh, Saturday is going to be a good one. Uh, Honestly, let's keep it real. If I
4: was smarter, I probably just would have bet Chase Sherman by decision, but I already yeah, have the money yeah. line bet in. So, now I've just taken a little bit of extra on it.
3: I'll let you in on a crazy secret. For a half second, I considered parlaying Jared Vandera up for like. For like a half second, I was like, maybe I yeah. should put him in a parlay. Uh, that would have been awesome. <laughs> and then I was like, what am I doing with my life?
4: Maybe I, maybe I should not do that. That's Yeah, awful maybe I rest. should not do that.
3: All right, we spent plenty of time on this fight. Let's keep it moving. Next up, we've got a lightweight bout. It is Michael Johnson going up against Jamie Malarkey. Jamie Malarkey minus 240. Michael Johnson plus 200. Over under is set at 2.5. Under is minus 150. Over is plus 110. I am actually playing that under the minus 150 i just think both these guys have that finishing ability they both can get finished i think their styles just match up perfect in this one malarkey likes to make it dirty michael johnson obviously will get in he is not afraid to go against you like i will not be surprised if this ends up being a brawl uh just swinging malarkey he's only won by decision one time in his career michael johnson seven of his last 11 have not gone to decision i just think their styles uh Make for a a fight that's going to be exciting as long as it lasts.
4: What was the what was the line? One and a half, two and a half,
3: two and a half under two and a half at minus one fifty.
4: Under two and a at minus half, minus one fifty. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I have no action here. Uh, just don't. I uh, I think Malarkey's going to win because Michael Johnson is seven thousand years old in fight years. Michael Johnson
3: um, is like the darling dog. I, I've been seeing quite a few people playing him. Uh, interestingly uh, well, enough,
4: that is is very interesting. Uh, I just have to assume it's because he he really did look rejuvenated and like he looked the best he had in years against Alon Patrice. Yes. Um and so people, I think people want him to be back to being good, but I'm just I'm just not confident. He, I can't bet on him since he lost to decrepit clay guida so that's that just broke broke me of michael johnson forever and as much as i honestly like jamie malarkey as i'll call him a prospect he's like mid-20s i think um uh, maybe it's just that every time he's faced somebody good he's lost but Mm -hmm. he's you know Jalen turner who i think the world of tuned him up uh brad riddell a good fight but brad Liddell pretty clearly won uh faraz yam you know it's just i just don't feel great about it so i've passed on this one entirely smart man
3: you are a smart man uh i really have nothing else to say on it best of luck if you're taking the dog shot on johnson yeah we will
4: see what happens i mean if you're taking the dog shot on johnson just well, you just take him by ko right that sure i that would fix so, yes. higher but
3: i would i would think that would be your best route uh so that's the main card for this uh, UFC Apex 58 uh, should be a banger. Let's keep it rolling onto the prelims.
0: The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down.
3: Two Prelim bets. Uh, we can start it off with this banger, the one everyone asked for Cynthia Calvillo going up against Nina Nunez. Right now, you can get Calvillo at minus 150, Nunez at plus 130. The over under set at two and a half, over is minus 225, under is plus 185. I have no action on this one, but yeah, this uh, is just
4: a this is just a me one, huh? I, yeah, am, rumors, rumors are circling. Rumors are circling. They are, Yeah,
3: you uh, you take in what Nina Nunez.
4: I am not. Uh, though uh, I am... I am. That was the bet I had, had to talk myself out of. Um,
3: I did the same thing. I almost played Nina Nunez.
4: I was very, very close to playing Nina Nunez. Um, and then I almost went the other way and was like, actually, maybe Calvillo is the correct choice. She's younger and stuff. But she's actually not that much younger. Uh, and so I ultimately decided I don't need to be involved in this. But what I do need to be involved in... Uh, I have the over in this fight, over two and a half, minus 225. That is the other parlay piece with the over two and a half from the RD, RDA fight. Um, like simply that. put, yeah, it it pays out at minus 108, basically, so pretty close to even money. Um, 100 will get you 92, and the reason I, I am taking that is because uh, the last three wins each of these women have had have been a have come by decision, either majority or unanimous. Um, they have been finished. Both of them have been finished uh, and have been finished relatively recently. Um, but they are roughly pretty durable, and neither of them are big finishers in their own right. Nunes, in particular, I think is, is worse a worse finisher than Calvillo. I simply just don't think either woman can get the better of the other to, a, to an extent that they're going to get a finish. Um, so... I think this is just going to be a 15-minute kind of back-and-forth battle. I think both of them will have their moments. That's why I do sort of like a play on Nina Nunez uh, at underdog odds, but I just can't quite—the number's just not good enough for me to pull the trigger on it. But, like I said, I think it's a back-and-forth fight, pretty even scrap, and I think this just goes to the card, so I'm taking the over as a parlay piece.
3: Love it. I, uh, I I do think that is going to hit, so uh, I'm cheering for you. Obviously, I'm sharing that other parlay piece with you uh, in the main event,
4: and in in general, you know, not to not to sound like some type of a person, but largely, if you're looking to bet over unders, finding finding the women fights on the card and women fights that don't have big finishers in them, like don't bet don't bet overs on Amanda Nunes, but Nina Nunes, bet them all the time. Bet you're, them all the you're time. Gonna, you're going to be a lot happier you're going to be happier more often than not so that's where i'm at uh, and that closes down my parlay and i have means i only have one bet left on this whole card
3: perfect cuz i've only got two so love uh it. and i don't we're think we spend...
4: i don't think we're on the same fights either so that's spectacular
3: i love it we're not going to spend too much longer here uh let's keep it rolling next up it is a bantamweight bout i in zahabi going up against ricky Tercios. uh i've got ricky here Um, I just think that this is going to be a fight that plays out uh, pretty much on the feet. Uh, I know Zahabi, he got got the KO last time out, but he's not really someone that can rely on their knockout power. Maybe Tercios goes for a takedown, but I I really do think that they're going to spend a majority of this fight on the feet, and he's got a four-inch reach advantage. I think he's just going to put the pace on him like he does everybody else. I think he's just going to outstrike him across the three rounds, and he's just going to win a unanimous decision.
4: Sell me on it, because I'm not opposed to this bet. I'm not opposed to adding another one to the card. Sell me sell me yeah. more heavily because I like Tercios. I think I agree Tercios probably wins it. Not in love with this. Where did you get the number at? Because the number's minus 190 right now, and I'm not in love with that number.
3: I took a minus 160. Uh, I'd be
4: a lot more interested in minus 160.
3: Yeah, a pretty decent line movement there. Um, yeah, I mean, Zavi's got a negative 1.1 striking differential in the UFC. Like,
4: Is that good? <laughs> Is that is that good
3: yeah that's that's decent uh tercios i mean he just thoroughly outstrikes the two opponents he's had so far in the ufc and i think that's what he's going to do again here like i think he i think he's just going to put the pace on him throughout the 15 minutes he's got the motor to do it uh i think he's just going to be up in his face the entire time he's going to use that reach to avoid the power shot from zahabi and i think he gets it done man Twenty nine, twenty eight, thirty, twenty seven. I think it's going to be a unanimous decision.
4: What are, what are we looking at props here for uh, for this by by decision or something? Let me pull up some prop lines and take a take a gander. Because I could I could believe that uh, it's not like Tercios is a huge finisher, uh, realistically, and also Zahabi. I mean, he got. He got back-elbowed, but apparently Ricardo Ramos just back-elbows everybody. So you can't blame yeah, him. Yeah, that's like his that. thing. That's that's what he does. Like, it's very, very
3: it's hobby by, or I mean, Tercio's by decision is plus 145. Plus 135, sorry.
4: I'll probably, you know, I'll, just because it might as well add some more. I'll add a little baby bed on that. I'll add a little quarter unit on Tercio's by decision there. Just Let's go. Just a little quarter unit's
3: never hurt nobody
4: yeah i mean yeah it doesn't hurt it at all and if it wins then you feel you feel alive because you at least won so sure why not i'll i'll uh I'll do that and then I can support you spiritually and and monetarily with my my wagers
3: i love it uh so let's go tercios war tercios and uh war,
4: war Ricky let's go
3: yeah let's i well i like war Ricky much better and let's land uh you know hundred forty significant strikes to like eighty six uh great. all right next up it is a middleweight bout. Cody Brundage going up against Treshawn Gore. Brundage, you can get him at plus 105. Treshawn Gore, minus 125. I I struggled with this one. I thought about playing Gore straight up, and then I said, no. I don't know if I trust him that much. Let me see what I can get on the Inside the Distance. Is Inside the Distance is at plus 275. It's actually not available at any books that I've been able to take it out yet but I'm assuming it's going to come out at a number very similar to that. Um, And I just feel like, you know, with how hard he hits, uh, I don't think Cody Brundage is that great on the feet. His game plan is obviously going to be to come in here and wrestle. I think with the explosiveness, the power, uh, the hips of Treshawn Gore, it might not work out for Cody Brundage. I don't think he's going to be able to just dump him and lay on him for five minutes every single round. And I think if they get into a war on the feet, if Gore is pulling the trigger, that is probably my biggest concern here. You know, if he's not gun shy, uh, I think he can land a shot and uh, and knock Brundage out. I haven't seen a line on the on the knockout price, but inside the distance is at plus two seventy five. Uh, I actually am surprised Brundage inside the distance was only plus two hundred. Um, I guess maybe they're expecting a submission or something. Uh, but yeah, at almost I, plus three hundred, that's that. Yeah, at almost plus 300, I'll, uh a little bit more than a quarter unit. I think I went like point three five uh on this one whenever it does
4: come out. Uh yeah, I wouldn't touch this fight with the ten foot pole. I i, I That's why you're a smarter I, man than me. There's just not I don't have nearly enough to uh to go on as far as, as Treshawn Gore uh exists as a fighter and i I'd, I'd <laughs> I mean, there's more footage of Cody Brundage, but True. I don't. Just this one's just a hard stay away. I don't need to be involved in it, uh, especially when I've got much, much more thrillingly fun fights uh, up next. <laughs> so, uh,
3: yes, you you are a smarter man than me. Uh, I'm hoping to get a, a price similar to that, uh, but still not out yet. So I actually haven't locked it in. Uh, if you want to talk me off the ledge, real quick.
4: Oh, I, I want you to, to live your best life because you could be right. I, I just do not feel I have anything close to a comfortable read on what, on what and who Treshawn Gore is as a fighter. Yeah, I don't. And so I'm just like, that. that's just too many variables that I don't know at all. So I'm like, yeah, just pass. I'll move on with my life and do other things
3: all right let's move on uh with our lives and do other things let's get into the last fight that we're going to talk about here uh, a light heavyweight bout it is kennedy in check going up against carl roberson right now you can currently get in check at minus 125 roberson at plus 105 the over under is set at two and a half under minus 125 over minus 105 what do we got here what this do we got is, here you're gonna you gonna talk me into something good
4: well i'm i, I have one bet uh, and I want to have like three more. I haven't made wow. the other three, but this is like, this is a fight I feel like the outcome is someone's getting knocked out in seven minutes or less. Like that, that is just a thing that's going to happen. Uh, I love that. Um, because that's what, I mean, both of these men hit very hard. My bet, I guess, to start is I'm on Kennedy uh, and, and Chuck Wu. Uh, I got him at minus 125. Uh, I am um, that is there's some concern not it's not like the world's best bet I've ever made just because Carl Roberson does have is a more pedigreed kickboxer but Kennedy uh, hits real hard and is just enormous enormous I I, absolutely unbelievable that he makes this uh makes light heavyweight division he is 6'5 and well he's a well-built young man let's put it that way uh, he's coming off a split decision where he got robbed against Nikolai uh, yeah. Negamaranu. Uh, and then he, he got knocked out by Don Jung. Like, that's a thing that can happen. And he's been tapped by Paul Craig, which is apparently a thing that happens to a lot of light heavyweights everyone, these days. Everyone, But uh, I think he is... He, it, it may just be the optics because he's going to have such a decided, like such a pronounced size advantage over Carl Roberson, who is not a particularly large light heavyweight uh and i think he on the feet i think he can just hit with power i think he throws honestly a lot more i also just like uh what i've seen from uh as a developmentally uh i think he was working kicks a lot better he, he's improving uh, at a rate that i think is good and will benefit him and so getting him at minus 125 feels low uh because i also think for being honest it's it's not been part of his game the whole takedown thing uh but when you have that big of a size advantage, he trains at four to m m a it's a good camp. They know that the best way to attack Carl Roberson is going to be uh Carl Roberson offers very almost nothing off his back and he's not a great defender of takedowns so uh I think i, I think Kennedy just has a a lot of a lot of options and how he would like to proceed moving. uh I think he will, like I said, probably stand up, but he also can take it down, so I just like him to win. And like I said at the beginning, I I I want to make more bets on this fight because I I'm strongly considering uh, look at uh, N'Cheku by uh, by KO or TKO uh, the under at two and a half. What's what's the line on that right now?
3: Under two and a half is currently sitting at minus one twenty five.
4: Uh, I'm almost certainly going to bet that okay. because I, I I think that's in fact I'll just go ahead and lock that one in um but yeah i uh and maybe i i might convince myself to take a prop run at uh kennedy uh and chuckwu cuz i think he i think this is a really good fight for him i'm a little surprised the line is this close frankly
3: yeah what do we think of like a uh and chuckwu at uh uh inside the distance oh uh,
4: what's that line at uh plus 280 Plus 280.
3: I'm sorry. Plus 235.
4: Yeah. I mean, that's honest. I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll put a quarter unit on that too. I'll just have all the bets on this fight.
3: Yeah. I think I'm going to, I think I might ride the inside the distance
4: with you. I mean, it's, it, it feels like that's just going to happen. Uh, I'm, I, this, this whole fight is, gives me a lot of concerns just because the odds don't match up in my head with like at all. Like I don't know why the over on the under two and a half rounds is so high that's very confusing to me or or so even not like I would have thought that number would be much more juice towards the under but at minus one twenty five I'll take that so yeah i'll uh I now have three bets on this one fight wow way to go this is the tech textbook degeneracy I came in here with four bets in a parlay now look at me I've got so many bets down
3: yeah I mean uh carl Roberson uh all five losses he has he has been finished in.
4: Think, yeah, that's that's the other thing. He's the man does not go to decision uh, all that much, and uh, Kennedy's only only has three wins by decision in his career. Six six knockout uh, six knockout victories. So uh, instead of an ITD, I'll probably just wait till the KO prop comes because I don't think he's going to submit Roberson. So I'll just take whatever the extra juice is on the KO prop, but.
3: I am yeah. looking at Ko by at uh, plus two hundred and
4: fifty. Wait, what was I, what was itd? I
3: think plus two thirty
4: five. Yes. Oh well, at that point, then I'll just take itd if it's plus yeah. two thirty five. You are not getting any extra thing there, so I'll, I'll
3: four take, of uh, four of Roberson's losses have been by
4: submission. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll just take the itd at plus two thirty five. Then that number is yeah. functionally the same.
3: It is guy. It is like guys to Marvin over Glover chair yeah,
4: yeah, I mean he's. He has lost Brandon Allen. He's lost to good guys, but I I think Kennedy has a chance to maybe not be that high quality. Also, Brandon Allen is a middleweight, and, and Kennedy and choku is super not a middleweight.
3: <laughs> Nine-inch reach advantage. Yeah, he's... Nine-inch reach advantage against a guy that does not want this fight to go to the ground.
4: Nope. Like, it's... Yeah, I just think... I'm very surprised he's minus 125, and I'm the only reason I can assume is because... Kennedy's coming off the two losses, even though one of them kind of a robbery, and just the kickboxing pedigree of Carl Roberson, who wasn't like a world-class kickboxer, but, you know, thought JLB had had some experience in that realm, just makes it feel a little closer than it probably is. Maybe...
3: I'm thinking I might bail on uh, Treshawn Gore inside the distance because I haven't locked that in yet, and I might jump on kennedy and check will inside the distance
4: hey look i i don't i want you to do whatever feels right to you but i would say that that's a much better idea personally that's how i feel
3: yeah i think that's what i'm gonna do uh i, I hope no one stopped listening uh because if you did you <laughs> missed that i bailed on trish on gore inside the distance that one i have not locked in yet well, that, and yeah now we're riding assume, uh, kennedy that serves together. them
4: right you gotta be you gotta be here the whole way through especially in this episode which is going to be our shortest episode ever oh yeah
3: it. yeah, sub hour we might even get a ah, i don't think nah, we'll get sub 50 minutes
4: we will not but we'll be sub an hour by comfortably even, that is even, it though that because that's it we, yeah, that's everything. we have accomplished all the things we need to accomplish
3: if we did not talk about a fight uh that you were clamoring to hear from i'm sorry uh that just means we neither of us have a bet on it we uh i couldn't give you any advice even if you wanted that advice from me which i don't think you do but uh
4: my advice is to stay away from antonina shevchenko bouts because she is impossibly difficult to predict betting on that's why i stay it's her. she seems to lose every time she's supposed to win and vice versa
3: yeah um now I'm getting a weird idea in my head to parlay Inshaku inside the distance with Trayshawn Gore.
4: Oh, do uh, that! Just the live the so fun life. I might parlay underdogs. Do do the dumb thing.
3: I might do the dumb thing and just like really hope for some some crazy things. Let's see what that would pay out. That would pay out it's at going to be juicy plus
0: eleven fifty
3: six. Love it. Yeah, that's stupid. But uh, what's I might not even throw a full quarter unit on. I might just throw a oh, point one unit for sure. On it.
4: Don't throw a quarter unit on it at that point. Just just throw a couple. Let's bucks. get
3: silly. Let's get yeah. silly.
4: Might find a way to make things up. You know, make things better. That's yeah, what gambling is about. It makes otherwise, eh, fight cards fun.
3: Kennedy's the curtain jerk,er no
4: uh no i think there's uh oh yeah ronnie lawrence Ron, uh, yeah, Ron, Ronny, Ramanoff, Ronny lawrence, uh, uh which
3: that's actually a great fight um it's a very solid fight thought about uh saeed dukeb as an underdog couldn't get around to pulling the trigger i'm too scared of lawrence i feel very, much, I feel he, very tr- much the same he, like he train he chain wrestles like he's got a motor that chin is questionable though that's why i'm not playing him yep i just had to yeah. stay away from it fantastic fight though fantastic fight uh yeah, but those are back-to-back, so Kennedy 2 and then Treshawn 3. So, uh, yeah, we'll find out early in the night how I'd we're say, feeling. Yeah,
4: you, you get to have – and, look, if you, if you hit the Kennedy and you start having regrets, you can always buy out. Once, yeah. once you've hit the bet, you can buy out easily. It's great.
3: Yeah, we'll see what happens. But, all right, that is UFC Apex 58. We did admit, it. We talked for 50 minutes about this card. Uh on a hangover from UFC 276, combined with July
4: 4th, I say that's a uh, that's a double hangover, big yeah. hangover.
3: Combined with PFL 6, Kayla Harrison, uh, we did it all. We made it through it. I can promise you this: the energy is going to be ratcheted up next week. Uh, we've oh, got yeah. UFC Long Island. I will have boots on the ground in the island. I will be in Long Island. Uh, you know, I find myself more of an in Long Island guy. A lot of people up here on Long Island a very, uh, a very, you know, heated argument. Because um, you used to be at, at Long Island? I, a new opponent has entered the <laughs> ring here. And
4: I've entered the, I've entered the argument with at now.
3: Yeah. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. So what I do is, uh, I ask people, I'm like, you an in Long Island or on Long Island guy? And whatever they say, I'm like, Oh, I'm actually the opposite. Like if oh, they're like, Oh no, it. it's in just Long bring Island. The I'm tension. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> no, I'm like, Oh, in Long Island? I'm more of an on Long Island guy myself, but most people say on Long Island, and then I'm just like, I'm more of an in Long Island guy.
4: Look, friction makes fire, baby. That's how you do it. Just make sure to just do the opposite of whatever people are doing. Yeah, people are passionate about it, it. Oh, yeah. 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 Very passionate.
3: They they get angry about in on Long Island. It's uh, Yeah, I was on on a Long Island Reddit page, Uh, yeah, and there was like a whole discussion, (laughs) and like someone said they said in Long Island, and they got torched. Like they, they got torched. It was bad. So anyway, uh, that's my long way of telling you. Ask
4: a bunch of people, just, just people sitting around you in the stands. Hey, is you, you in Long Island or you on the Island right now? What's, what are we doing here?
3: I can't even lie. I thought about creating a custom shirt that just said it's in Long Island just to make people mad or just in Long Island, something like that. Uh, but do you do
4: on Long Island on the back? So you're making everyone <laughs> mad they just don't until you turn around and then they're like, Oh, this guy.
3: Yeah. I'm more of an in Long Island guy. That's what I wanted printed on the shirt. Uh but instead I created a different custom shirt. I cooked up something nice. Uh that'll be hitting my social media as you'll see it on the MMAR next week. Uh really looking forward to that card. First UFC event ever for me. We'll have Damn. more bets next week. A, we'll a feel more passionate about them. Huge summer, huge year, hit, huge hit 2022 Bellator, overall.
4: Hitting the UFC, PFL's coming to, to NY in like a month or whatever.
3: I'm going to go to that because I also went to an LFA show earlier this year. So I oh, will have gone to LFA, PFL, done, Bellator, UFC. The, oh, big, yeah,
4: I, I haven't been to a Bellator yet. So I've been to LFA, a PFL, <laughs> UFCs, but that's, that's, uh, I also, I did go to a WEC, which you physically can't go to anymore. Wow, so. wow. I get to, uh, I get get to carry rally. that one around, yeah. But man, that's a uh, that's big time. You're gonna have hit hit the big four North American orcs. Yeah, I'm truly
3: it. I am truly an MMA fan now. Soon enough, Ryzen, one championship, uh, KSW oh, KS, a trip KS, over KSW to Poland is, is
4: the first thing I'm doing. Like that is as soon as I can convince somebody to send my ass there for for fighting, KSW <laughs> baby.
3: Um, uh, yeah, I'm just waiting for Eagle FC to come up here to New York so I can check
4: that off the bucket list as well. Oh, Eagle FC now is in the mix too. Uh, apparently BKFC gives has really good events. Uh, I'd be down to go do that soon.
3: Uh, yeah, I that sport is it's a it's a an aggressive sport. It it gets yes. violent.
4: <laughs> it is. Uh, and next next summer, you me no bets barred international fight week, baby. Let's go
3: international fight week i will be there in vegas i will be a, there in vegas we, we got a long time to plan for that uh hopefully we can do so yeah. many
4: things so many activities oh, so much room fantastic. for activities
3: right now though we're focused on ufca picks 58 That's but true. Let's we're really run the focused bets
4: down and get the hell out of here oh yeah i forgot we have we haven't even we, run, the we bets run them down i'm
3: convinced we're gonna get out of here before an hour so i'm gonna do this quickly uh my bets. I parlayed Saeed Nurmagomedov with the main event Fazid Dos Anjos over two and a half. That pays out at minus 118. I jumped in on RDA at plus 170 with uh, with our man Jed here. I got Cow oh, oh, Baralho. Oh, oh. Yeah.
0: Oh! <laughs> Little
3: Wolfpack, Bulldog, Bet, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I got Jared Vandera by sub at plus 550. I got Malarkey Johnson under two and a half at minus 150. I've got Ricky Tercios at minus 160. And uh, we've just added the dumbest parlay in history on the show. Treshawn Gore inside the distance with Kennedy and Chekwu inside the distance. That pays out at plus 1,156. Uh, I am going lighter on these on these ridiculous bets, but uh, I feel decent about, uh, you know, like my
4: real ones. So mm. we'll see. Oh, yeah. I went light on most of my bets in general just because I don't feel great Smart. about this card. Uh, but yeah, I have RDA at plus 170, the Wolfpack wager, the underdog bulldog bet. Uh, I've got Baraglio inside the distance, plus 130. I've Chase Sherman at plus 155. Kennedy in Czechos at minus 125. Uh, I also have the under on the in Robertson fight at minus 125. And I've got one inside the distance at plus 235. Uh, I also took flyers on Chase Sherman by decision and followed, followed the Tercios by decision. And then my parlay, the battle of the Hafaels over two and a half rounds parlayed with Cynthia Calvillo and uh, Nina Nunes over two and a half rounds. Pays out at minus 108. And that's it, baby. This is a wrap.
3: It is a wrap. That's a wrap for UFC Apex 58. We will see you next week. UFC Long Island. Brian Ortega yeah, you're Rodriguez. Cool. Talk to you then. Love you guys.